Welcome to episode 405 of The Lab. I'm Brad Barton. I'm Phil Barton. This is one in our continuing series on the science behind D&D and fantasy fiction. If you'd like to catch the other episodes, you can find them by visiting thelabwithbrad.com. Ooh, this is spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little distracted while I was doing that, because this is the last in our continuing series. The last uh-huh. in our continuing series. Before I forget... Holiday next week, yes. so no episode next week. There, I did it. I, I don't always remember to say that. <laughs> you, you have been warned. Yes. Uh, we'd like to thank the Girls Who Don't D&D. Mm-hmm. They're a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. You can yes. find them by going to girlswhodontdnd.com, no mm-hmm. apostrophe, and D&D is spelled letter D, letter N, letter D. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so we got all that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Let's do the list. list? The next, the, list? the least, the last I'm question. I'm helping. Yeah. The na- next, <laughs> the nast, nast, the nast question. <laughs> okay. I did it again. Once again, I have to record this and paste it in later. I can't even blame Phil this time. I just rolled a one. This question, question five, is being voiced by the lovely and talented Alana. I can't believe I was about to forget you. You're, fa- you're my favorite. Well, sometimes India's, sometimes Stacy, occasionally Corey, but you're my favorite. Mythical dragons are known for being able to breathe fire. Is that even remotely possible, biologically speaking? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know! (laughs) Yes! <laughs> that's, the, that's the exact yes. That's the, the exact tone. I mean, uh, obviously, to... something needs to happen to the critter somewhere in their existence for them to be able to evolve some way of doing this. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't seem to have happened on our planet. Mm-hmm. But uh, plenty of things that happen that are uh, sort of combustion and even explosive uh-huh. in the animal kingdom. Right. Like uh, jellyfish. Jelly, okay. Yeah, a weird the example. Stingers? Yes, the stingers. They have these little cells. That's right. They're one-offs. They are designed to use, use them once, and then they slough off, and then they got to make <laughs> some more. Poor cells. Okay. Uh, see if I can pronounce this. You know what? I'm not going to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear the number of takes? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're nifty, uh, but they're not powered by any kind of combustion. They're actually powered by osmosis. Really? Yeah. Okay. They uh, have a little capsule inside of them, an organelle, mm-hmm. with this tube that has been curled up, and it's inside out. Oh, okay. And depending upon what species it is, we're going to use this one. It's got a little barb on the end. Okay. That it's going to use to pierce through the target. Uh, oh. Right? Goodness, and then yes. there's a little hair that, uh, when it gets touched, will make it make it all happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tripwire. Yeah, yeah, it, okay. yeah. It's a mechanical trigger. Huh. Some of them also can uh, detect, like, fishy smells. Really? Okay. Or molecules to go, I want to eat this. I guess I should go <laughs> ahead and fire now. Yeah. <laughs> what happens is a little capsule that's been holding a lot of calcium ions mm-hmm. uh, opens up. And then there's a bunch of extra calcium ions in the cytoplasm of the cell. Okay. At this point, water from the uh, uh, rest of the critter mm-hmm. rushes into it. Oh. Fills it up like a water balloon. Okay, yeah. Uh, this pressure manages to turn that little tube Back right side out uh-huh, uh-huh. and fire the little dart into its target. Holy crap. Okay. Whereupon the venom begins to pump through. <laughs> That's my best sound effect for that. 
Now, it's only being powered by the difference in ion concentration mm-hmm. from the inside and outside of the cell. But it gets pretty uh, pretty strong. Uh, uh, speed-wise? Well, like, yeah, like it happens within uh, less than a millisecond. Ooh. And it's estimated to be accelerating at around 40,000 G. Ooh. Oh, holy crap. <laughs> That would crush a human, yes. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, there was one study done looking at sea anemones. Okay. Who also have these kinds of stingy cells. Uh-huh. Uh, they seem to get done within 700 nanoseconds, which is uh, more than 5 million G acceleration. Holy crap. Okay. But this is all on scale, right? Yeah, I this mean- is exactly. Like, they looked at the dynamics. Of how fast is it hitting? How much pressure is behind it? Mm-hmm. And it's about the same energy density as a bullet. That's amazing. Only it's a bullet of that teeny. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Tiny size. Still sucks, but you're not bleeding out. (laughs) Which is all well and good, but you notice that it does destroy that cell. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we got to try to figure out how our little dragon is Mm -hmm. going to be able to burn something coming out of its mouth. Right. Without getting burned itself. Uh, Difficult. Which Um, we talked about (laughs) (laughs) on Monday. Our sponsors today include private practice, public performance, and personal problems. <laughs> Are you talking? <laughs> Does the personal problems have anything to do with private? Practice. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, those are personal. <laughs> we are going to talk about dragons. dragons. Dragons? Dragons! And fire breathing. And uh, before I forget, there is a holiday next week. Oh. So no episode next week, in case I forget to mention that well, on Wednesday. Valentine's Way... No, um, actually, uh, President's Day. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do we want to name our dragon? Well, Earl springs Earl. to mind. Uh, I could go with Earl. So, Earl the dragon. Okay. Yeah, somehow has to be able to breathe fire mm-hmm. without uh, hurting himself. That makes sense. Yeah, right. like huff and puff the fire and not catch on. <laughs> Just because you accomplish it once, <laughs> it would be nice to do it again, yes. So we're looking for uh, whether or not this is biologically possible mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Is there any sort of hints, maybe in nature somewhere, in various critters? I'm betting on bugs. I am betting on the strangest critter on the planet. Oh? Humans. Really? Because we do this thing we call fire breathing. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, one should not try at home. No. It is uh, c- more complicated than it looks, mm-hmm. and it is very dangerous. It's very important to keep breathing out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once upon a time ago, I saw this show called Time Warp. Mm-hmm. It was on the Discovery Channel circa 2008, mm-hmm. and a little bit after that. It only had the one season, but, you know, they keep using it as a rerun. Okay. They had a high-speed camera. So they, oh. they could film stuff and watch it in super slow motion, and it would all look really cool. Heck yeah. And one time they did something on fire breathing and invited in the Fuel Girls. Uh, okay. The Fuel Girls are from the UK. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they do uh, pyrotechnics and aerial acrobatics and all sorts of stuff. But one of the things they do is fire breathing. Okay. They were looking at that in super slow motion. Nice. And uh, just, <laughs> so there's the girl, mm-hmm. you know, in her tight pants and, and bikini top. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a circus of some sort, yeah. She, she, she points at her stomach and then her hip and then her uh, her shoulders. I've been done here and here. <laughs> I got a bone <laughs> right here. <laughs> oh, man. Why would you- the stuff you use for fuel matters. You don't want something that catches on fire too easily. 
I imagine gasoline is a bad choice. No, so even ethanol is a bad choice. Oh. Uh, because, for a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, it goes through your skin. So even if you don't swallow it, you're going to get a little drunker while you're doing this. <laughs> this seems and like this a great like, choice. <laughs> just like driving, this isn't necessarily something you want to do while under the influence. True, true. Right. Also, ethanol could build up fumes inside your uh, nasal cavities. And that can actually end up getting oh, ignited yeah. really bad. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I see somebody's head exploding in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. these girls are, uh, they're showing a lot of skin. Okay. Which is actually kind of a safety thing. Because usually uh, you burn your skin, you don't actually catch on fire. Whereas the kind of clothing you wear oh. might make a difference. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, and you also want to be careful what products you put in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank God it's not the 80s. <laughs> so what they do is they take a mouthful of something that will burn. Mm. And then they push it out with their air, as the one girl said, way down in your tummy. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. And make this sort of mist, an aerosol mist, mm-hmm. and blow that past some sort of ignition, a torch or what have you. Yes, yes. And that turns into a big old tongue of flame. Mm-hmm. That flame, uh, you have to blow very hard so it doesn't come back and hit your face. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I mean. laughs> because it could get anywhere from 1,500 to 2,200 degrees Fahrenheit. That's uh, okay. Yeah. And one source said 3,000. Not anything you want near your face. Yes. Or uh, your that eyeballs. Is or your, yeah. Hot enough to melt. Tin, aluminum, lead, uh, gold, silver, copper. Holy crap. And if we believe the 3,000 degrees, then that's also iron and steel. Well, you're a kid. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are made of none of those. <laughs> <laughs> but. Note that we can do it, and we can do it relatively safely. Mm. So let's get back to Earl. Okay, good old Earl. I'm not sure what Earl is producing in order to burn. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nature being what it is, is probably two different chemicals from two different places. Right, right. That when they mix together, ignite. Okay. Now, if Earl can keep the air moving strong enough, Mm -hmm. and he has the right shape of, uh, say, neck, he might be able to breathe fire from way down in his throat without actually touching his throat. And it spews out of his mouth. Or even better, it catches on fire a couple feet in front of his nose. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Like some sort of bone structure producing vortex effects or something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's not impossible. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's probably our best way to protect Earl, the dragon, right. from being roasted. I hope I got his name right. I can't it was remember. Earl. Yes, it, it was, was Earl. Earl. <laughs> I was disappointed because there should be alliteration. It should be, uh, you know, Duncan or... Duncan the dragon. It was your idea to call him Earl. So. I know. That's what came to mind. <laughs> so it's disappointed in yourself. <laughs> well, Very sad. every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, welcome to our peppy little show. <laughs> I'm a joyful person. <laughs> <laughs> Um, biological systems do make plenty of stuff that will burn. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have hair on your head, or yeah. some left. Uh, <laughs> that stuff burns. It does, it does. Uh, a lot of processes end up making methane, also burns. Right, right. Some critters have been known to make hydrogen, also burns. Okay. You've seen a sort uh, of yes, a... Yes, all the fire is there, potential <laughs> for also, dragons. lots of critters, including us, make rocket fuel. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we make what now? Yeah. Uh, and where? Is it uncomfortable? <laughs> How? I'm so confused. All right. Uh, hydrogen peroxide. Hmm. This is a weird oh. molecule. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like water with an extra oxygen stuck on it, but not at all. Uh, okay. It's H2O2. But, but that sounds exactly like water with a... Yeah, except in water, you got two hydrogens connected to an oxygen. Right. In hydrogen peroxide, you have a hydrogen connected to an oxygen that is somehow connected to an oxygen that's connected to a hydrogen. What a wonky... Okay. Wonky is right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it has been used as a rocket fuel really? because over time, it does send a dissociate mm-hmm. and turn into a molecule of water and an extra oxygen. Mm-hmm. And when it does that, it gives off heat, an exothermic reaction. Cool. Okay. If you've got a concentration of, say, 70 to 98% hydrogen peroxide, uh-huh. the rest of it being water, uh, you can get it to dissociate and turn into steam and oxygen mm-hmm. at about 600 degrees Celsius or 1100 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Okay. So it's really spitting out of there. Mm-hmm. Now, Plenty of things we could burn, but I like this one because dragons live in caves. Yes. Yes. So if they're burning something with their fire breath, mm-hmm. they could run out of oxygen. This way, they right? Doesn't it make oxygen? It does make oxygen. Yes. Well, that's beautiful. And uh, what I'm actually picturing is hydrogen peroxide and some other chemical mm-hmm. that ignite when they touch each other. Oh, okay. And part of that burns, too. It's like Which I'm you... not just making up. It's called the Bombardier <laughs> Beetle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew he was on the docket. Okay. Has a couple of little chambers. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one of them, they keep this uh, hydro... Okay. Chemical. <laughs> Specifically a notch- noxious acidic chemical. Okay. Uh, when it complies with a catalyst and the hydrogen peroxide, the hydrogen peroxide dissociates, mm-hmm. already getting plenty hot, and some of the other noxious stuff burns, combining with the oxygen being produced by the hydrogen peroxide. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> About uh, 5% of the total solution just turns instantly into vapor. Wow. Um, <laughs> the rest okay. of it comes squirting out to be a very bad day for whatever bug is bothering the beetle, I, baby. What, what what makes sure that it leaves the... Because if it just turns into vapor inside the beetle... Uh, <laughs> then the beetle would explode. Yes. I, <laughs> There's a couple of things happening here, actually. The reaction chamber, the uh, pressure shuts some valves, so the stuff from the other chamber won't come in anymore. Uh-huh. And then the other end is, you know... Open. <laughs> this is like describing an internal combustion it engine. Kind of, it There's sounds valves. like a rocket, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> wow. It actually does about 70 pulses mm-hmm. at a rate of around 500 pulses per second oh. any particular time so that the chamber has time to cool down. And the poor little beetle doesn't roast itself. <laughs> right. Or explode. Or <laughs> <laughs> most of the critters that attack this thing, mm-hmm. most of the other insects, it can actually kill them with this spray. But there is a spider. Oh, uh, of course. That can is. take it. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, <laughs> That spider, you can watch the film, the, the beetle shoots at it, it's stuck in the web, shoots mm-hmm. at it, the spider kind of drops back a bit, and then comes back. Um, <laughs> and it eventually wraps it up in the silk. And the poor beetle, by reflex, keeps firing its little cannon and no. cooks itself. Yeah, you're kidding me! <laughs> I love these things. They're self-cooking. It's like an MRE. <laughs> so anyway, what I picture is Earl 
spitting out a mist of something like hydrogen peroxide, mm-hmm. and then spitting out a bunch, a smaller amount of catalyst ah. from like the very front of its mouth. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of glands in the gum line just above the front teeth is where I put it. You spray that out there, it starts burning, and then you can keep puffing the main mist through. And it will catch on fire by hitting the fire. Oh, okay. And the whole net reaction leaves more oxygen than there was before. And steam. So in addition to having plenty to breathe, Earl gets squeaky clean. <laughs> <laughs> and you are you are now ready to eat. <laughs> <laughs> You're delicious. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're off next week. Mm-hmm. But whatever we're going to talk about next time, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> See you then. Bye.